Hey there, this is Jeanine Ledford, your intercultural creativity keynote speaker, and this is the Diamond Mentor Moments on the Create and Grow Rich podcast, produced by Cafe Strategies, an industry leader and founder in intercultural creativity training. These are just short gems to help you grow in your intercultural creative thinking, which is now the number one skill needed in this global workforce. We hope you enjoy the lessons learned here and don't forget to look for the book coming out in spring of 2021, The Seven Gems of Intercultural Creativity, How to Connect, Create, and Innovate Across Cultural Lines. Now enjoy this gem. Hey, this is Janine and I am here with your Diamond Mentor Moment and we are going to be talking about why your individuality is your creative superpower. Now, once again, this is from The Seven Gems of Intercultural Creativity. I love my definitions. So intercultural creativity, the process of problem finding and problem solving with value, relevance, and novelty with people from various cultural backgrounds and different lived experiences. That's the definition that we are moving that Cafe Intercreative Strategies has has coined about intercultural creativity. So it's not just about artistry, even though we do celebrate the arts, but it's about problem solving, problem finding. Now, do you remember these these were these are called coloring pages. And before you got to school, you may have had just blank papers and someone said, you know, draw the landscape or draw what you see. And you drew things that were just, you know, out of this world and your birds had big wings on them and just you had a different big expression on how to really communicate what you saw on paper. And then you got coloring sheets and coloring sheets kind of told you to stay in the lines. Coloring sheets kind of told you to conform to this or these boundaries and don't go outside. And suddenly all of your birds look like V's. I drew my birds as V's because somewhere along the way, I was told that birds are in the shape of a V. But if you look outside, they're in beautiful shapes. Their wings are, are just different forms and everything. So when did we conform to be one thing? I don't know if you live in the snow. We've had some pretty interesting uh, weather in the past few few months. And I know it's snowing up there in New York and Minnesota. I'm in Los Angeles, so not so much. But I still want you to think about the journey of a snowflake. There are water droplets just flurring around. And then each water droplet is going through its own path hitting different levels of humidity and hitting different levels of temperature. During that experience, it's starting to crystallize, but because each water droplet is not following another water droplet exactly, they each come out looking differently because they have different experiences. They have a different route. They had a, just a different way of going through it and hitting different areas along the way. Each snowflake is different because it had a different route to get down to the ground. And we are, are the same. It's coming out of Harvard Business Review. I know I'm doing this on link, LinkedIn, so you guys love your research. So here you go. Harvard Business Review did a wonderful article called What Creates Advantage in the Social Era? 
Nilifer Merchant, she talks about the onlyness of you, right? The individuality of you. And she says, onlyness recognizes that each of us stands in a spot that fits only them. And it's the function of history and experiences and visions and hopes. That unique point of view is the genesis of new ideas and the new ones that challenge the status quo. That's big. I talked about that last week. And improve upon the existing condition. So the onlyness of you. That's what corporations and organizations are looking for for this new era the onlyness of you, not just people who know how to color neatly in the lines and make their birds into a V, but they're looking for the onlyness of you. Another idea that the Harvard Business Review pull, pulled out was also the concept of idea inclusion. And that's why at Cafe Intercreative Strategies, we look at intercultural creativity, the ability to have ideas together and support one another in an area of inclusion. And they talked about, they did a, a research study that looked at 12,000 scientists doing 166 science challenges. And where did these novel ideas came from? They came from the margins. They came from a source of different perspectives and heuristics, and they played an important role in performance. This idea inclusion across ages genders, geographic areas, cultures, and um, just other identities, and all the other ways in which new ways of thinking can manifest is essential for solving new problems, as well as inter integral in finding new solutions to old problems. Celebrating the diversity diamond, right? I'm, I'm putting that out as one of my graphics, the diversities of you, especially those, um, all, all of us actually that have this intersection of diversities and the marginalized um, voices really coming up. There's a new term that I just heard called social silence, where people are wanting to communicate their experiences and communicate their ideas, but because they're in marginalized groups or there's the power issues going on, there's this social silence going on. And that's where you really, you really have this issue with idea inclusion because you're not including all the ideas and people don't feel belong. People don't feel empowered to really offer those ideas, which are hurting them, which is the number one important thing, but it's also hurting your business growth, your advancement and your bottom line. So with intercultural creativity, we look at cultural self-understanding. We look at both cultural other and cultural self, but it's very difficult to really connect to other people if you don't know what your own lived experience is. So there's a lot of active reflection. Don't forget when you go through experiences, it's not you learning through the experience, it's you learning from reflecting upon that experience. That's where the gold is. So intercultural competence is the capacity to shift perspective. And you have a difficult time shifting perspective if you don't know what your original perspective is. So there's a lot of cultural self-understanding, especially when you're looking at the individuality and the onlyness of you, cultural self-understanding is key. So here's some takeaway things that you can do. Um, I have a activity that I do during my trainings called being a T-shaped professional, coming from the IDEO um, organization work, but 
because I have a background in education, I always like do stuff and then I make it my own and make it really interactive and fun. But really quick, you can look at how to be a T-shaped professional. The research coming out of USC talked about it in this, this way. They said the vertical line is your depth of skill. This allows individuals to contribute to the creative process um, derived from any number of diff different fields. So engineering, architecture, and business or science. So where is your area of skills? For me, it's education. I can teach. I know how to teach. I've been teaching for years. I can take any concept, whether it's an advanced concept, and I can teach it to a six-year-old. That is a skill. So, but yours might be in sales, yours might be in science, yours might, might be in design or just, or architecture. That is your vertical line. What are you um, good, good at? The horizontal line is where I think the gold is. If you remember one of my uh, other lives, I talked about the Medici effect. And I talked about how innovation is at the intersection of disciplines, cultures and experiences. And so here's where that intersection looks pretty, pretty um, complex and just pretty full with the onlyness of you. So what are these other identities that are, are being added to the conversation when you guys are going through your ideation sessions? So you can look at, you know, what your other interests are, things that you've done in the past, other fields that you feel competent in. For example, I have a music back background. I've been in music all my life. I'm not a professional musician. That's okay. But I can still bring that to the table when I'm going through ideation. When I'm observing things, I can hear pitch very well because I've been trained in, in pitch. I can feel emotion very well because to be a musician, you have to understand emotional climate of your pieces. By the way, my brother who's on, who works for JPL, he was on the team to send the rover to Mars and he has a huge music background and he was talking or will be talking about on my podcast, how having a huge arts background helps him be a great scientist. So looking at these other identities that you have, these other experiences, these other hobbies, I love karaoke singing, but that helps me present. And so just looking at that, but when you're a leader, are you allowing your team members to show their whole teeth? You might be focused on the vertical, but missing out on the gold on the horizontal. So increase your horizontal, be a T-shaped professional, and also allow these other elements within your, your teams come to the forefront as well, because innovation is at the intersection of cultures, disciplines, experiences, and so forth. So once again, for the intercultural development, it's a developmental process. That's why we do training in these areas. Don't just think people just show up and they automatically have high skills on how to work with people from various backgrounds. Some of your team members may be dealing with a monocultural mindset. So they really only see things from their perspective and they may need to go through training to get closer to an intercultural mind mindset as well. And some of your people may be well um, versed in that and they have wonderful ability to really shift perspective. They may need to be in a position to be a bridge. So what does that look like? And that's some of the things that Cafe Intercreative Strategies talks about. So lastly, I just want to end with you are a diamond. 
just like a diamond. It's multifaceted and it's just different ways to shine through. You are multifaceted. There's different ways to shine through. There's different ways to show your individuality. There's different ways to show your onlyness. So you are a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. I'm excited that the seven gems of intercultural creativity will be coming out hopefully at the end of spring or beginning of summer. If I can get this done and get it edited, it'll be out in your hands and you will get the fullness of the individuality of me and our work in this area. If you are a parent or you're a caretaker or an educator or and you want to know what Sean Ledford, the three-year-old, is talking about how he's creative day-to-day day day, and me talking about what he's doing and why he's doing it and how adults can support their creativity and not squash it. Check out his book, I Am Creative. That'll be coming out hopefully in spring as well. Uh, you can follow him on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, and he'll be talking just about the things that I just said, how uh, how our children can retain and grow their creativity and not have the adults squash it by accident. So check that out. The onlyness of you is so important. We need it to thrive and move forward. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>